Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to turn to Mark chapter 9 and, and stay on your feet. Don't sit down yet. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I believe I got a word for you this morning. Turn to Mark chapter 9. And we're just going to read the word of God for just a minute. In Mark chapter 9. And where we're at here in Mark chapter 9 is, and we also find this in Matthew, the same account. But I'm out of Mark this morning. Where we are is Jesus had went aside and he didn't go by himself, took Peter, James, and John with him. They went, it says, up on a high mountain. And when they went up on that high mountain, uh, there uh, Jesus began to glow. And when he began to glow, there with him was Elijah. And there with him was Moses. The theologians call that the transfiguration of Jesus. And then... Uh, the voice of God spoke out from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then he said, do what he says. That's a message that I preach right there right now. Do what he says. Do what the master says. Do what the son says. So when they came down off that mountain, uh, they, they, they came right into a mess. You ever had that happen? Anybody ever had that happen? You been on the mountaintop, huh? And then the next news, you know, you're right in the middle of a mess. <coughs> and uh, that's what they walked into. And in, in verse nine, 14, it says, and when they came to the disciples, now these disciples that they're talking about are part of the 70 that Jesus had sent out. And, and they're part of a group that had been following him. He gave them power over serpents and he gave them power over all manner of spirits. He told them, nothing by any means shall harm you. That's the same group. And then when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed. I always often wonder why they were greatly amazed. Was Jesus still glowing? I don't know. But it says they were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, why are y'all arguing with, about with them? And someone in the crowd answered, and this is a man right here who is a man that is, has, uh, is speaking out of des desperation. See, when I read it, I can't, I can't communicate how this father was communicating what he said here. But when he spoke, you need to understand this, this man was desperate and he had a need. And he said, teacher, I brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciple to cast it out and they were not able. And then Jesus answered, oh, faithless generation." How long am I to be with you? And how long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him and when the spirit saw him, 
See, the devil knows, glory to God, that there was authority coming. The devil knows that the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one with all power, the, the one that don't play. Come on, somebody. He don't play. He's coming. And when he saw him, uh, when the spirit saw him immediately, it convulsed the boy. He didn't want to let go. That's what was happening. And he fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? He said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and the water to destroy him. It was trying to kill him. That was his boy, though. You got to understand that. That was his boy. And it was trying to kill him. And he said, this is the boy's father. He said, if you can, he said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Somebody say, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying, to it, you definitely spirit, come out, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse so that most of them said he's dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And then in verse number 25, nine, Jesus made this statement to his disciples and he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Another translation says, says these come by prayer and fasting. Father, we love you. We thank you. We pray in the name of Jesus. God, that this word, I believe, Lord, you spoke to me fresh. And God, that you said this is a word for today. And so I, I pray, God, that, uh, that I decrease, you increase. I pray, God, that what is said and heard won't be me, but it's you. If you can't, if you don't, I can't. But I believe you will and we can. So in the name of Jesus, I speak that. Amen. You can take your seat. Now this message that I'm, uh, excuse us this morning, we had some technical difficulties and our, our, our scriptures are not coming up this morning. We got a brand new computer that the Lord bless us with and a new program up there. Uh, we just getting it programmed and so hopefully we'll stop having this problem. But uh, so just uh, be patient with her this morning. But if you've got a Bible, that's good. You need to be looking in your Bible anyway. And so this message that I'm speaking this morning won't be long. It was birthed in a dream that I had on June the 29th. And um, the... The details of the dream are not important. Some of those details were very personal to me and what God was speaking to me. But the word that I received from Holy Spirit when I awakened was important. And that's the word that I want to share with you today. And this is simply the word um, that I can share with you. There's a lot of things he showed me. Say, I, I don't have dreams. Uh, anybody, a lot of people in here have dreams and visions? Anybody? Nobody? Nobody, really? Some. Some have dreams and visions. I don't have that many. I, have, I dream now, you know. I, I dream about a rolling donut, you know, or something like that. Huh? 
I believe I, I dream like I'm in a John Wayne movie fighting, you know, fighting alligators or something. I, but I don't have these uh, visions and dreams that, uh, that you normally hear of in Scripture. And a lot of people have. Pastor has them. And Pastor Judy has them. And Katie, she has dreams. She didn't raise her hand, but she does. I don't like it when Katie has dreams. I'm like, Katie, back up. Don't tell me that. But, uh, <clears throat> but I had this dream. I do occasionally have them. Every few years, I have one. And in this dream, this is the word that the Lord gave me. He said, you can't fight fresh giants with a stale revelation. You can't fight fresh giants with stale revelation. And he began to speak to me. Now, the giants I'm speaking of are not like Goliath. Come on. I'm not talking about an actual uh, man, you know, with a big spear in his hand. I'm talking about the giants that we face. Circumstances and situations and issues and problems that to us seem like uh, they're giant. Now, they have the same characteristics as Goliath. Uh, they big. They ugly and they scurvy. Come on. They, they, uh, they appear to be unstoppable. They appear to be unconquerable. And they appear to be impossible to handle. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? These are the giants that I'm talking about. And that's the what, when the Spirit of God spoke this to me, he, he said these giants, these giants that we face. Anybody, somebody may be facing one. I know you are. I know there are many people in here that are facing giants this morning. There are things that have come up in your life that you say, I can't get around this. I can't get over it. I can't get through it. And it, it is big, it is ugly, and it is scurry. And you're saying, what am I going to do with this? I've never run up on anything like this before. I've fought a lot of good fights, and, I, and I've won them all. Me and Jesus have, have, have he, uh, he, together, he threw in with me, and I threw in with him, and we whooped the devil. But now you're looking at this one, you say, I ain't never run up on one like this before. It appears to be unconquerable. It appears to be undefeated it's like it's the champion it's never been beaten you, you, you've seen other people face it that were stronger than you and get beat by it and you say if they can't get through this how am I going to get through this that's the giants I'm talking about but the other part of that was Jesus said he used that word fresh and stale with me he said, you can't face that fresh giant, which is a new, it's fresh, it's there with a stale revelation. That's the exact word he told me. And stale actually means old. Uh, usually it's something that if we have in our home, if it's a food, with, we don't want it because it's stale. And if, it is, if it's uh, a lot of things when they're stale, that they're not usable anymore. In other words, they won't work like they used to work. You hear me? And when, when we see this word revelation um, that the Lord gave me, I just want to give you this definition of revelation. 
This definition, for our purposes this here, here this morning, is defined as a previously unknown fact. Now I want you to you understand this. It's a, it's, an, it's a fact. That means that it exists. That means that it's true. That means that it works. But to you and I, it was previously unknown. Making that which was previously unknown, known. Or also, it can be an unveiling. And that's what revelation simply is. Revelation is simply means an uncovering. Uh, that, that the veil has been pulled back. And what is behind it, we now see. So we don't get all the revelation at one time. Are you hearing me this morning? We don't get it all at one time. There are two ways that revelation can come to us. The first is through impartation. That's what I'm trying to do this morning is impart some wisdom to you, reveal something to you. The second way is through perspiration. Everybody say perspiration. You say, I don't sweat. Well, you need to sweat sometimes because perspiration means that you're walking through something. You're learning something. You're going through some situation or some circumstance that is gonna cause you to have something revealed to you that you need. Are you here with me? You can't, a lot of times you can't go on somebody else's revelation. The impartation is what I'm trying to give you this morning. The impartation I'm trying to give you is for you to get your revelation of God. See, when David was gonna face his giant, Saul gave him his revelation in the form of his armor, in the form of his sword, in the form of his helmet. And, and David said, no, that is not my revelation. And he took it off. He said, here's my revelation, a, a sling and five smooth stones. He said, that's my revelation. My revelation didn't come from the throne of the king of Israel. My revelation come when I faced the lion. My revelation came when I faced the bear that was trying to kill my father's sheep. That's where my revelation come. And all I need is the Lord on my side. And when he stood up before that giant, he said, you might come to me in the, with a spear and with a sword, but I come to you with my revelation. And my revelation is I come to you in the name of Yahweh. I come to you in the name of Jehovah. I come to you in the name of El Shaddai. He is God Almighty. He is God all powerful. He is able to do greater than anything that a man can do. That was the revelation he had. You can't, you can't necessarily get mine. God wants you to get your revelation today. He wants you to get yours. Uh, there's just so much you can get from impartation. But boy, when you go through it, when you walk it out, when you sweat, when you fight, when you perspire, then that revelation uh, stick with you. Come on. Can't nobody take it away from me. Huh? You, you can take away what I learned, but you can't take away what I learned by my experience. Huh? Uh, somebody else might have told me and I forgot it. But if I went through it, I ain't forgetting it, child. I'm not forgetting it. I'm gonna keep it and I'm gonna fight with it. Second thing about this revelation is it, it, it doesn't come uh, all at one time. I've already said that. It can come to us gradually or sometimes it comes to us instantaneous. 
The night that Jesus walked into my room and saved my soul, there were some things that were revealed to me that night that changed my life drastically forever. But a lot of it since then, I've been walking and sweating. I've been going down the roads, Brother Larry. I've been walking them roads. I've been chopping that cotton. I've been sweating. I've been out finding Jesus out in the middle of the field, finding Jesus climbing a mountain, finding Jesus walking through a valley, finding Jesus going across a stream, finding Jesus fighting devils, but I've been finding him. And that's the same for all of us in here because we don't get it. We don't, it doesn't come all at one time. It's gradually or instantaneous. And when we speak about revelation again, let me remind you that we're speaking about the knowledge of God, who God is to you. And, and you need to keep this in mind today that 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of God are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Do you hear that? Glory to glory to glory to glory. Revelation to revelation to revelation to revelation. It says, for this comes from the Lord who is spirit. We go from revelation. We grow from revelation. It, we do it by degrees is what he said. Sometimes, them, and God sets the degrees, Brother Ronnie. Your degree might not mean my degree, but we all have a degree and we move in those. Degrees simply means an, an indication of a distance or a space or Brother Ronnie, a gap. Brother Ronnie walked up to me and said, he said the Lord spoke to me and said he was going to close a gap this morning. I knew what you were talking about right then, Brother Ronnie. Somebody's going to go from one degree of revelation to another degree of revelation. The gap's going to get closed because you need it. You need it. You know why you need it? Because you're fighting hell right now. You're fighting the devil. You run up on something that's big, ugly, and scary. You run up on something you ain't never fought before. You're running up on an impossibility. You're running up on something you, that, that what you got in your pocket ain't gonna work. You gotta find something fresh this morning. You gotta get something new this morning. You say, but there's nothing new under the... Uh, under the sun, absolutely not. But not all of it's been revealed to me. I can't see it. I can't tell you what's going on in China this morning because I can't see it. But there's something going on there that I can't see. But when it goes on here, I can see it, glory to God. God wants to get you where you can see the revelation, the revealed glory of God that you need right now. And, and as I was studying this and God was speaking some things um, uh, personally to me as a man of God, uh, one of the things I can share with you is that he, he told me never to stand before a group of people without having a fresh word. And, and I can have, I've got a ton of words. I've got a ton of messages. I've got a ton of outlines. I've got all these things. 
But I, I, listen, if I get up before you and speak for two minutes and I'm speaking the fresh word of God, that's what I need to do. You know why I need it? Because that's what you need. It don't matter if I preached it 50 times before or if I never preached it before. If it is the right now word of God, that's what I need to share with you. And let me tell you something. Uh, he's not here. Pastor Cornelius, I can tell you right now, he, he, he's a man of prayer. He prays. Now, you, you can count on that. He prays. And when he prays, he's going to say something to you fresh. He's going to give you something that you need for that day. How many in here can raise your hand and say, you know, he preached to me just like he's preaching right to me. Anybody in here? Yes. Everybody in here. You, you can say, uh, he read my, he knew exactly what I was going through. He, had, he said what I needed to hear at that moment in time. That's because he's a man of prayer. He's not going to come to you with something stale. He's going to come to you with something fresh. Glory to God. Glory to God. You need a fresh revelation. And I just want to give you this statement that I wrote down. Our level of faith is wholly dependent on our understanding of who God is. Our level of faith is wholly dependent on our understanding of who God is. And so it was with these people. And so it was with this father. So it was with these scribes. And so it was even with these disciples they had an understanding of who God was. But that understanding that they had was not helping this boy to be set free. Are you hearing me this morning? It was not helping this boy to be set free. They needed a new understanding of God. Are you hearing me? And see, when Jesus... Jesus, here's a principle. I want you to learn this. This is what God spoke to me again in the dream and I can't share all of it with you. But if you want to get a fresh revelation, in other words, if I want to go out through the day and live my day that day being freshly anointed by God, I got to spend time in his presence. Oh, you ain't hearing me this morning. Are you really, are you hearing me this morning? Are you? Do you understand what I mean? Pulling Pastor Frankie right there, that's what he do. Do you really? You understand it? You, you've got to be in the presence of God. Then you say, well, I'm reading my Bible. Uh, and that's great. You got that written word. But you got to get in the presence of God. You, I worship, uh, you know, to the latest Bethel or Hillsong. But you got to get in the presence of God. Elevation worship might not have exactly what you need that day. And you gotta get in the presence of God. You gotta get in some place where you can get and feel and sense the presence of God. And, and, and let me tell you something. That's a principle we find working right here. Jesus did this regularly. He went away regularly. That was his habit. And that's time he took some guys with him. But when he got on top of that mountain, guess what happened? He got in what? The presence of God. And so when he came down off of that mountain, remember I said we walked off a mountain into a mess. He walked into that mess. He said, I'm loaded for bear. I'm ready. I got a, I've been with God. I have got a revelation of who God is. And everything and everybody is going to do what I say. Glory to God. Are you hearing me this morning? <laughs> you got to get it. 
And so that's the way it was. Now, every one of these issues that I'm talking about, I'm going to go back and say this again. These are real issues. These are real problems. This is real bondage in people's lives. This, this is real brokenness. This is real hurt. This is real helplessness. This is real hopelessness. This is real pain that people go through and that you in this room and myself included, we go through. This ain't just some story that I'm reading you out of the book of Mark, but I'm talking to every person right where you walk this morning because you're walking through pain. This is real. This stuff hurts. And then and you see what happens though. And so it can be it can happen in your life real quick. You can't feed you you have this overwhelming uh, sense of 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 defeat, big, ugly, scurry, undefeatable, unconquerable. You can't do anything with it. And then what happens is same thing happens here. Frustration sets in. And then when frustration sets in, contention starts. You start fighting with your mama. You start fighting with your brother. You start fighting with your husband. You start fighting with your wife. You start fighting with the dog. You start fighting with people on the job. Ain't nothing good. Ain't nothing happening. Nope. Uh, there's nothing that working right. And everybody around you said, man, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? Huh? So anybody ever walked up to you and asked you, why are you so ill? Huh? Y'all, that's what we say in the South. Why are you ill? Because you have faced this thing over and over and over again. When you keep trying to fight it and you keep doing the same thing and the same thing is not working, you get frustrated. God wants to close a gap this morning. God wants to close a gap. Tensions rise. The blame game begins. You start blaming everybody. Come on, that's what they were doing here. Why couldn't you do it? Why can't they do it? How come your disciples couldn't do it? What's going on with this? And they were arguing. And that's the first thing Jesus said. Why are y'all arguing? Why y'all? He walked down there and he said, Why y'all ill? That's what he said. Why you ill? Huh? Lord, y'all remember that. I just want to tell you this morning, it all depends on who you think Jesus is. It all depends on who you think he is. And it all depends on what you think he can do. They knew him, right? They knew him as a man who was a prophet. They knew him as a man with a new philosophy. They knew him as a man of peace, but they didn't know him as the man with the power to kill the giant that they hadn't been able to kill. And when Jesus got there, he said, you don't know me. Just stand back and watch. You don't know who I am, but I know who I am. You can't fight a fresh giant with a stale revelation you got to get a hope to the glory of God. That's another thing we say in the South. You got to get a hope of the glory of God. You got to you got to understand the glory of God. 
Moses was just another man until he stood in the presence of God in that burning bush. And when he came off the mountain, he was glowing. Do you hear me? You got to glow. You got to glow. I'm going to tell you, when you glow, the devil knows it. Other people will know it. These, these kids were glowing this morning, wasn't they? See, you knew that they had been in the presence of God. Y'all think they just play games on Wednesday night. No, they get in the presence of God. They, get, they worship the Lord. They don't just do it when they're standing here. Watch them. They're worshiping God when everybody else is sitting there looking around. They are worshiping the Lord. And you noticed it. And don't you think that they don't need this? Don't you think that they don't need to have this? Have you been in a school lately? Have you seen the news lately? Have you walked a hall lately? They're facing giants every day. Big, ugly, scary, unconquerable giants. We need to pray for our kids. We need to get in the glory of God just like they are. Sometimes it takes great tribulation to receive great revelation. Sometimes you just got to get in it. Sometimes you just got to walk in it. You got to stop running from it. You got to stop trying to hide from it. You got to stop putting your hands over your eyes like you did when you was a little kid and you were scared of the dark. Put your hand over the eyes and hoping that the monster couldn't see you. Trying to wish it away. You got to stop that. You have to stop that. Let me, let me give you this statement that I wrote down. You have to face God and you can face it. You hear me? When you get face to face with God, then you can face whatever giant that you're coming up against. Got to get face to face with God. Your tribulation that you're going through right now, you're trying to get out of. God's trying to teach you something. God's trying to uncover something. God's trying to unveil something. God's trying to show you something about who he is and about who you are. See, the it reveals, it uncovers you and it uncovers God. So stop focusing on the giant and begin seeking. Be still and then you will see something you've never seen before. You will see that which was previously unknown. Psalm 46 verse 10 says this, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing like pastor. I'm circling now. I see the runway. I'm about getting ready to land this plane. One of the, to me, one of the most preachable uh, chapters in the Bible is John chapter 11. And Katie and the worship team sang a song called You Came. Talks about Lazarus. And it's just one of those that will preach any place, anytime, anywhere. And so as I was thinking about this message, I was thinking about this family and the giant that they faced. 
And who was there with them? Jesus walked up on the scene. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, who forgave sins. Jesus, who healed the sick. Jesus, who walked on water. Jesus, who fed the multitude. That Jesus walked up there. They knew that. That was a revelation of him. He's the man of God. He's the rabbi. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. It's what Peter knew about him. And everybody else said, yes, that's right. That's who he is. That man, that God, that person walked up into their situation. But however, what they saw, that was their revelation of God. But they didn't have the total revelation that they needed for this moment because they were facing a giant that had never been defeated. Do you hear me? An uncomparable giant that had never been beaten. The synagogue ruler's daughter had been raised from the dead, amen? Jairus' daughter. The widow of Nain, her son, in his funeral, Jesus walked over there and touched his hand and he came back from the dead. And here's the thing about this. If you're a Jewish person still today, if you're a practicing uh, Orthodox Jewish person, you're buried before sundown the day that you die. Do you understand that? In this case, Lazarus had already been buried the day he died. He had been buried. He wasn't just dead now. He was thinking dead. It wasn't like the widow of Nain's son. It wasn't like Jairus. They hadn't been buried. Lazarus had been buried. He'd been buried long enough that he stunk. That's stinking dead. He was stinking dead. According to Jewish tradition, when, when, after that much time had elapsed, the spirit had departed from the soul and had gone to be in paradise or hell, whichever one it deserved. So in their mind, in their revelation, here was a giant that had never been conquered because Jesus raised the widow of Nain's son. He raised Jairus' daughter, but he never raised anybody that was stinking dead. Are you hearing me? Because that's, that's what Martha said. That's what she said when he came. And she said, how come you didn't come sooner? If you'd have come sooner, it's too late now. That's what she's saying. It's too late now. He can't be raised from the dead. This is a giant that has never been beaten and will never be beaten. This giant is unconquerable. This giant cannot be beaten. That was a revelation that they had. They had the revelation that he was the son of God. They had a revelation that he'd walk on water. He'd feed 5,000. They, the, they had all of this revelation. But they didn't have a revelation of about what he was about to tell her. And it changed everything for her, for Lazarus, and for us that day. In verse number 25, Jesus said to her, I am. Now, see, that just preach. You know that. I am the resurrection and the life. 
Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And here was his question. Do you believe this? And you know what their answer was? Based on their old revelation. They, even when he's told them, they didn't get it. Even when he said it to them, they didn't get it. Because they immediately said, well, I know on that day that they will get up again. That's when the Bible said Jesus wept. They didn't get it. He said, he said, do you believe that I am life? They said, yeah, I believe that one day they didn't get the revelation. So remember, you can get revelation from impartation or you can get revelation from perspiration, which means you're going through it. So Jesus said, I've tried to impart this revelation to them and they didn't get it. So I guess I'm gonna have to demonstrate this revelation and they will get it. And so you know the rest of the story. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Jesus said, roll back the stone. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus said, unloose him and let him go. And Lazarus, stinking dead Lazarus, broke every, every physical law, broke the Jewish traditional law, broke every law of nature, broke everything that had ever happened up until that point in time. That giant had always won, but on this day, Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And Lazarus came forth. Glory to God. He'll whoop giants. Come on, somebody. He's the giant killer. He's the giant slayer. He is the one. But you got to get this revelation. You got to get it. You got to get it. You got to get it rooted in you. Oh, let me tell you something. And if you don't, you'll follow anything. You'll sway to anything. You'll give in to anything. You'll be overcome by even a small thing. But once you get the revelation of he, that he is life, oh my God, then you can face any giant that comes your way. And let me tell you something, it's an ongoing revelation. It don't end here on earth. That revelation goes from now until as I said earlier, to the ages roll by, we'll still be getting revelation of who he is. But right now, God wants to fill the gap in your life. God wants to take you from one degree of revelation to another degree of revelation this morning. And he wants you to know that you can destroy that giant. You can defeat that giant uh, stop doing what grandma said. Stop doing what mama said. Do what God says. And when you do, you can whoop this thing. Stand, everybody stand on your feet. Katie, y'all come. <clears throat> We're taxiing up to the, to the terminal now. Glory to God. We got this plane landing. Glory to God. God wants to demonstrate to you this morning who he is. He wants to do it. You know what? If he'll do it for Mary and Martha and Lazarus, he'll do it for you today. Some of you have this revelation of God that is totally incorrect. 
You think about him as just sitting up there somewhere and the minute you mess up, he's gonna thump you off the face of the earth. Some of you have, some of us have this revelation that God is like a big old grandpa. It don't matter what you do, how bad you live, whatever sin you got in your life, you can just come get up in his lap and he say, it's okay, it's all right, baby. Let me tell you something, you can't do that unless you first repent of that sin. Call out and cry out to God to forgive you of that sin and then you can climb up in his lap. Go, he's got a big one and you can climb up in it. But you got that revelation. You don't, you don't even try to change the way you live. You just live the way you want to live and you don't care what nobody knows uh, because God is love. He loved me. I can do what I want to and get by with it. So therefore, you fornicate. Therefore, you, uh, you gossip. Therefore, you backbite. Therefore, you hate on people. Therefore, you lie. That's your revelation of God. Now, y'all didn't expect that one to come, did you? Slip that and right in there on you. He's a righteous and holy God. Uh, that's a revelation we need to get of him. That he, that he loves you, he cares about you, do anything in the world for you. But first, you must repent and confess him. And, and, and he said, if you love me, you'll keep my word. You keep my what I do and what I say. That's that's the thing. Y'all about it. Y'all have to watch my preaching. My preaching get tricky on you. I get you laughing one minute, and next minute I throw something in there, and you say, "Whoo, where'd that come from?" So if that's you know whatever your whatever your revelation, you need to know that He's a Savior that loves you, that He died for you, but He's also a sovereign, holy God. And he wants you to get, you, you're saying, well, why can't I do this? And why can't I, it's not because he hates you. And you know, when, when you as a teenager uh, and when you are a teenager, a lot of times when your parents tell you something, you can't do that, you think they hate you. They're a horrible parent. No, it's because they love you and they know more than you know. Huh? God knows, God knows that, that sex outside of marriage, it, it, it's not good for you. You need to stop it. Why? Not because it's right or wrong, but because it's the best for you. Down the road, you'll thank him. Do you hear me? Boy, I don't know where that come from. I just threw it out there so I can take it. I might have lost some of y'all, but I'm, I'm giving you some revelation that's gonna help you. You need, to get, you need to get it. If that's your revelation to God, you need to get the right revelation. Number one, he loves you. Number two, he's a righteous and holy God. And he wants the best for you. And what he's got in his word, what Pastor Cornelius preaches and every Sunday and on Wednesday, it's for you because God loves you. That's why. He don't want to withhold any good thing for you, but he loves you. And some of us may be facing this battle this morning. Will you sing? Uh, what you going to sing, baby? I want you to sing it as well. Go ahead and y'all begin to sing. And, uh, they're going to be singing this song y'all just go ahead and start singing I can get loud enough God wants to fix it in your life some of us just need to take off somebody else's helmet somebody else's breastplate somebody else's sword you just need to pick up the sling and the five stones that God's got for you today to 
fight this battle. So as they sing this morning, whatever you need today, don't just sit back. Some of us need to come here this morning. You say, well, there's no need for me just to make a little short trip. I'm saying to you, there is. Because if you stay in your seat, the gap's not going to be filled in. You're going to go on that same revelation. You're going to sense the presence of God. And then you're going to stay where you are and walk out the door and be the same as what you are now. But if you'll get out from your seat and you'll walk up here, you're going to get a revelation from God.